Welcome to the Coach Kyle Cardcast. We're here with Edie White head football coach Kyle Sang to discuss Edie White football, where we've been, where we're at, and where we're going. This is Bill DeRocher. I am your co-host, and here's your head football coach, Kyle Sang. How you doing, Coach? Doing good, Bill. It's good to be back after a, a little bit of time off. Been really busy, really busy with JV football games and eighth grade football games and trying to get ready for Friday nights and then all of a sudden you know time goes by and the season's already now in uh in week eight and uh just excited to be back and uh homecoming week for for the Cardinals um this week against Lutcher High School so it's gonna be an exciting week and it's a good week to get back and get back on the air and and talk some Cardinal football. Well, well, you you said all the football, but you also forgot one major sport that takes a ton of your time. Oh yeah, volleyball, women's volleyball, <laughs> women's volleyball, girls volleyball, playing really, really well. Ranked second in the state, and um, and really um, played really well this weekend. And just throw this in, um, I just think it has to be said. Uh, we've defeated Vanderbilt twice this season, so we're two and zero against Vanderbilt in in girls volleyball. So uh, that's something to be proud of. A great team, great coach. It, it's something to be proud of. But you know what also is big to be proud of is a huge district win that you had just this last Friday against Patterson, 65-65-7. Coach, uh, the offense was clicking. What was the change? What made that offense click? Well, it was a little bit of everything. It really uh, you know, it was defensively we played well again. Um, we actually got down seven nothing early in the football game, but just had a different vibe this this week. Um, special teams scored two touchdowns, so when you score sixty five points, it's not all offense. Uh, even though we did take advantage of some situations, uh, we stopped them on a fake punt and got short field. Uh, we blocked a punt, got another short field, returned a kickoff for a touchdown to open the second half, returned a punt for a touchdown. So. When you put all those things together, uh, you can score 65 points. Uh, but, again, we, uh, we needed it. And it was four rough weeks where things didn't, didn't go our way all the time. And, uh, and it just seemed to all click on Friday. Uh, so it's a big win for us. And, uh, and I think the most important thing is it's, uh, it gives some belief in what we're doing to our kids. And, and our players are, are ready to go, fired up about uh, Lutcher and fired up about the last three weeks of the season. And uh, I, told him the, I told him last week that what we need to focus on now is not our record, but uh, playing our best football when we get into the playoffs because uh, we know we're going to make the playoffs, and, and, and that's going to happen. So how we're going to be playing by uh, week one of the playoffs is what I'm concerned about. So last three weeks of the season is going to be critical for that. Let's go into a little quick deep dive on that game. You we were uh, you were down seven nothing, but then tied it up at seven. But then what broke the game through was a big tempo change. Was a uh, Brandon Vignair pops off a fifty yard punt return, and y'all never looked back after that. Y'all never y'all never lost, never lost the lead. How does that momentum carry your team in the middle of a game? First of all, uh, kids got really excited about the about the kick return. We we work really hard in our kick return game. I got to give credit to Coach Bajeron. Coach Chris Bajeron is the one that does our punt return for us because primarily it's con- composed of our, our defensive players. So we keep our defensive players on the field. We practice punt return a lot, and um, 
and Branton is a explosive athlete who once we get in the in the wall that we call it um, he's got enough speed that he can break one so um, that gave us some momentum um, Quinn Strander uh, is the guy who returned the opening kickoff in the second quarter uh, for another big return and a touchdown so uh, I think they kind of broke their backs uh, opening second second half, uh, return the, the kickoff or a touchdown, and then all of a sudden, uh, before you know it, there are 65 points on the board, and the and, uh, kids are excited. and uh, A lot of things just went right uh, Friday night. Quentin Strander's uh, second half touchdown to open the second half was just like this. It was, it was a one-two punch combination because yep. the first punch – there's got to be like less than three seconds left in the game in in the first half, and uh, Patterson's got the ball on your seven, and they go for it on fourth down. What yep. was the defensive call? Tell us about that. Well, uh, actually, there were there were some uh, there were some things to be disappointed about before that call. There was a it was a fumble. Patterson fumbled the ball. Uh, they recovered the ball, and for some reason, the clock stopped. And it wasn't supposed to, so I, I was a little upset about that with the officials. Not and, you. I've seen I, you I, at games. You are. <laughs> you, uh, it's it's like a monk on the sideline. Uh well, uh, it was not this time. Uh, I was. Uh, <laughs> look, we we've had some timing issues, and I, I don't know. Um, I, I've never run. I never run the clock for a game, so I don't know how difficult that is. But it doesn't seem like it would be difficult. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it just seems we'll, like we'll move past that. But, but listen, in listen. Case, in case uh, they're listening, you know, you know they they pro- they probably are, but that's okay. Um, you know, when it comes down to end of the half or end of the game situations, and you're talking about five or six or seven seconds that should have run off the clock that didn't, and it allows the other team to run an extra play. That's big. I mean, that's big from the seven yard line, especially in high school football. So I was proud of our kids. We. Uh, we came up with a big stop uh, from a pass defensive standpoint. Um, and I think, you know, when, when that happened, it kind of turned the momentum because at the time we were up 23-7. to seven. If they score right there, it's 23-14. to 14. And now you're thinking, ah. You got a ball game. You got a ball game. But, you know, we went in a half 23-7. <laughs> to seven. Um, I watched their kids walk out of the locker room to, to play the second half, and I, I didn't see a whole lot of enthusiasm there. And I, and I knew if we could come out and jump on them, we could put them away. And I told our kids that. You know, we haven't been in that situation a lot where we can put people away. And uh, I guess they responded. I guarantee you, know, you Quinn heard you. Yeah. Quinn Strander heard you. <laughs> I guess he did because, you know, it was uh, – before you knew it, it was 30-7. to 7 And uh, somebody was telling me they were watching a game online and they stepped away to do something for about four or five minutes. <laughs> and they came back. And by the time they came back from 23-7 to – it became fifty, like fifty-eight to seven in a blink of an eye, like in four or five minutes, and that's absolutely true. Coach, forty-two points in the second half, forty-two points in twenty-four minutes. Yep, that's you know, that's, you know, that's incredible. Look, and that's not just offense because you know our offensive philosophy is obviously to score as quickly as possible, but you know we. Um, that's not realistic. So, uh, you know, when, when I talked about the things that put us in that field position. Now, granted, once we got the ball on a short field, we were, we were very efficient on offense. Um, and we did some things really, really well from some people who have been given some new roles. I mean, Patrick Shoniker for the first time, got some carries in the game. He ran very well. Hunter Becknell ran very well. And so we executed. Um, Kalen Griggs played quarterback for us that week, uh, made some really good decisions. 
especially in the second half um, and on the first touchdown that we had. So, you know, a lot of things clicked for us offensively, um, even though we did have short fields. 177 yards rushing and 29 yards passing, Coach. That's a, that's a, that's a good good run. Yeah, that's um, for and please understand, that's for 65 points. You know, that's that's kind of amazing because when you look at those stats, that's you know that's just over 200 yards offense, and you don't score 65 points with 200 yards of offense very often. So that that just tells you that it was it was a full team effort. And okay, so. Also, looking at the District 9-3A rankings that we're in, St. James is first. They are 2-0. Now, amazingly, Lutcher – well, the amazing part is this. We'll talk about this in just a second. Okay, we have St. James 2-0, Lutcher 1-1, Donisonville 1-1, Edie White 1-1, Berwick 1-1, Patterson 0-2. You've got a first place, a second place, and a third place. That's it. Yep. The most fascinating thing to me is – Points for and points allowed. Did you do you do you know this stat yet? Uh, I just read it, Bill. You had, you had me read it, so I I do know it. I was surprised by it, but um, yeah, it's amazing. Here's the cool part. Okay, number one, St. James has seventy two points for and points allowed eighteen. Edie White seventy one points allowed. 19 points. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. 71 yep. points for and 19 points allowed. I think, and I know that, I, look, I know that AstroTurf is very expensive <laughs> on that football field, but I like to rip it up and put paper down because on paper, you're number two, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all of that depends on who you played and how you're playing and, and, and that kind of thing. But listen, St. James is really talented. We'll talk about them in week 10. The challenge right now is Lutcher, and I got to tell you, Lutcher's three and four just like us, but you can't be fooled by that. They played an extremely difficult schedule. Uh, one game that stands out to me because we saw it on, on film is, um, is the St. Charles Catholic game. They lost to St. Charles Catholic by two, and St. Charles is absolutely one of the best teams in the state. Um, so that just kind of tells you where they are as a football team. Lutcher's a very good football team. Um, well-rounded football team, well-coached, and uh, really going to be a challenge this week for us. Three of their four losses are against state-ranked teams. That's that's a tough schedule. You are 100% correct, Coach. Now, let's talk about the offense right now. I want to talk about three players, but one on offense, two on defense. Yep. On offense, there is an offensive tackle named Drake LaFour. The kid's 6'1", 6'2", I'm sorry, 6'1", six six goes 260. I saw some film on this guy. He's quick. He's agile. He can get into the bet, that, that second row of defenders and start blocking. I've seen him put people on their butts. How are you going to defend against that left tackle? Uh, we don't do anything special against uh, linemen like that. We, you know, uh, we know uh, we're, we're going to be outsized. Um, they're going to be bigger than us, uh, so we're going to have to be quicker than them. And uh, Coach Bajeron already 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 has has game plan really well. Um, this being Tuesday, our second day of preparation, uh, got a lot of different things in to show them different looks so that we're not always sitting in the same defense so that they, they kind of have to guess where we are. Um, but listen, um, they're talented, and, uh, and he's one of the guys that's really talented and makes them go on offense. Okay, on defense, I was watching this guy named Chris Burkhalter. He's a linebacker. Kid moves well laterally. I mean, he he's a ball hawk. 
He, he can shoot the gaps when he needs to. And he's patient. I find him very patient. He sits back. He follows the runner with the ball, and then he pops him. Uh, and that's a, that's a tough linebacker. Tell me your thoughts about that, about their defense. Listen, you know, when you scout, when you scout their defense, it's tough because, um, you know, everybody's running spread these days. So everybody's throwing the ball. Everybody's four wide receivers, five wide receivers. And, and so you see them play a lot of those people. But I think they're a 4-3 defense against us. And uh, those three linebackers kind of make them go. And two really, really big defensive tackles that kind of hold gaps and, and they allow the, the linebackers to run. So they're really, really aggressive from the linebacker spot. And, uh, and again, you got a game plan that you can't, you can't let their strength um, defend your offense. I mean, you, you're going to have to make plans. And even if it makes, makes you do something different this week, um, you got to because, you know, uh, it, it's, like, it's like going in a game and, and not ever practicing against their best run plays or their best pass plays. Nobody would ever do that. Well, the same thing hap- has to happen offensively for us to prepare for their, their personnel. And when you look at them, they, they've got really good uh, linebackers and their safeties are really good as well. So uh, it, it, it's going to be a challenge. But, you know, after sitting with Coach Grant uh, Chasson, talking about how we're going to game plan this, I think we've got a good plan in for, for Friday. Most people, when they play a homecoming game, they really don't pick the toughest game on the schedule. But like you picked a tough game, I, I don't get to pick homecoming. Uh, the our schedule at Edie White is so jam packed that it kind of gets picked when it can get picked, and uh, we don't have a lot of options. You know, most people would do that. They they pick somebody who's yeah, like the possums. They're asleep at home and dead on the road. Know, like um, like the team that the Harlem Globe Globetrotters <laughs> used to play. Like, Washington the ge- Generals. Generals. Yeah, the Generals. They're due. I'm telling you, they're due. You know, have they ever won, Bill? Have they won once? They won, they won one once? game. I think I forgot the year. But I swear to God, they won one time and Man, never I, again after that. I don't. I don't know how that happens, but you know that that. That that scheduling of homecoming at Edie White because we are so active in volleyball and cross country and many other events uh, that are going on at the time that uh, we don't always have uh, our pick of what week. In fact, I don't even worry about it. I just, I just tell them, you pick the week, we'll prepare. And uh, look, our, our kids shouldn't be bothered by homecoming anyway. Football practice is football practice. Homecoming is homecoming. Two very different things. A little different for me now because uh, apparently I need to talk about that before you bring it up because you beat me. You beat me to the punch all night tonight. Talk about a busy schedule. Let's talk about halftime because it, I think it's customary for the fathers to walk the daughters out for homecoming. Is that correct? That is correct, Bill. And that is correct. I think Emmy, yes, will be on the homecoming court. What does that yeah. mean for you, Coach? What, uh, like, how are we going to do this? How are you going to be in the locker room at halftime and on the field at halftime with your daughter? First of all, uh, here's what it means. It means I have to wear a suit on the sideline because halftime is going to start immediately after the second quarter is over. And there is no time for me to go put a suit on. So apparently I'm going to be wearing a suit. The whole game you're wearing a suit. I'm wearing a suit. I'm going. And, uh, I will Bill, be there. Bill, uh, <laughs> chance of rain's about 90% I'm, I'm hearing on Friday. But listen, I will have the suit on because I'm so proud of my daughter and all she's accomplished that I'm going to put the suit on. What I'm not really excited about, Bill, is apparently the only tie in America 
that matches her outfit is a pink tie. Well, it's October, so you're good. Oh, I never thought of that. I never <laughs> thought of that. We're great. We're golden. awesome. Hey, I had to tell a secret, Bill. Uh, my wife has been bothering me. I, I own one suit. I own one suit. That's it. And wear it for funerals, weddings, and now homecoming. And uh, my wife has been bothering me about try the suit on, try the suit on. Well, listen, Bill, I have one suit. Whether it fits or not, I'm wearing that suit. I'm wearing that suit. So the other night I, I pretended to be in my closet trying my suit on, and uh, and my daughter called me out on it. She she said, Dad, I know you didn't try that suit on. So And she's right. I did not try the suit on, but, hey, it doesn't matter anyway because I'll be walking my daughter down the uh, football field, uh, very excited but very anxious about what's going on at halftime to make adjustments. But, you know, this is a special moment for me and my family, and uh, and I'm going to cherish it. So I it's prom- exciting. I promise you, I think you remember many of your wins and many of your losses, but you will never forget this halftime. Uh, I don't think I will. I don't think I will. I, You know, it, it's something that um, uh, my daughter is excited about, so um, I'm excited about it because of that. Um, you know, it's a football game. Uh, we're going to try to win the football game. But listen, very few football games are won on Friday. They won on Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And uh, that's when we're going to try to win that football game. That sounds great. Well, we're going to wrap it up today. Thank you, Coach. We appreciate that. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Good and luck good at homecoming. Thank you, sir. Go Cardinals. Our theme music was composed by Terry Lagarde and performed by the band National Lagarde. The song El Toro can be found on the album Stories of a Southern Gentleman and can be purchased on iTunes or wherever you purchase your music. Our podcast was mastered by Josh LaRose at Hoffman Music. Hoffman Music in Thibodeau. For all your musical needs, we've got your sound.